Okay, we get it. Sponsorship deals are a big deal. Yeah, I mean, that's what everyone talks about or thinks about when it comes to monetizing your podcast. And yeah, I'll be honest. That's what I'm thinking about too. I mean, I would really like to start making an income from my podcast. So I'm really thinking about getting some brands to sponsor this podcast. The only problem is, yeah, of course, I'm pretty much clueless about it. I really don't know how sponsorship deals work, how they determine the prices of the sponsorship deal, how long the sponsorship deal lasts, I mean, and even the whole contractual obligations, terms and conditions. I mean, it's all just so crazy. I don't know anything about all of that. I'm really clueless. I think I can help you with that. Uh, okay, Obel, who do you have for me today? Jordan Blair works with Buzzsprout and is the creator and host of Dreamful, a highly successful podcast. In her podcast, she works with lots of sponsors, so she knows a lot about what you're clueless about. Oh wow, she's also pretty. Okay, yeah, that was inappropriate. Anyways, yeah, take me to Riverside. Clueless Entrepreneurs, welcome to The Clueless Entrepreneur, brought to you by the Msane Podcast Network. My name is Dawashim Sane and I am a clueless entrepreneur. I'm trying to build a podcast business but have no idea what to do or where to start. If you can relate to this, then you're listening to the right podcast. Because this podcast is about helping you and I, as clueless entrepreneurs, to be better entrepreneurs who have successful podcast businesses. So, my question is to you. Are you ready to be less clueless? Um, what is something one thing or maybe a particular subject or topic or a field that you are clueless about but you're very curious to learn about um i struggle a lot with technical things so like equipment um i don't know why i just equipment and stuff like that is very very difficult for me to comprehend and so i'll watch these like youtube videos of guys doing these reviews on these microphones or cameras and they have all this technical language that they use and it's so over my head <laughs> so which is funny being a podcaster that i struggle with that <laughs> yeah definitely i mean i also don't understand any of those things to be honest like everything yeah. <laughs> like just goes above my head i just hear that it's good it's a good microphone then i just buy everything else just doesn't make sense to me um so thank you very same. much for sharing that <laughs> um so we are talking about sponsorship deals um which are a big part of podcasting of the podcast business and so i just want you to just share your knowledge and insights on the subject first of all before we start i just want you i want you to just explain to us what is a sponsorship deal or a brand deal yeah um in the context of podcasting 
a sponsorship or a brand deal is when a company says, we will pay you per thousand downloads to talk about our product on your podcast. And it's basically just building brand awareness, um, bringing your listener base into them, uh, testifying about the product if you like it and things like that. So that's what that is. It's, it's very similar to a sponsorship or a brand deal for influencers on social media. You see them holding the product or they're taking a picture with it and or doing a video or a live stream talking about the product. So it's very similar except for it's more of an audio media as opposed to a visual media. And perhaps just to find out, you know, from you what your thoughts are on, you know, sponsorship deals in terms of are they overrated, you know, are they, is it something that is like way too overhyped and perhaps it's not worth the trouble that people might you know say it is um so i just want to know from you are sponsorship deals overrated i do not think that they are overrated i actually um with my podcast my personal podcast um i have been able to hire on an editor i've been able to um make my podcast into a business through sponsorship deals. And I only do two sponsorship placements per episode. So I actually don't have that many sponsors. And still with that, I'm able to fund my podcast. I'm able to fund, you know, my lifestyle a little bit. <laughs> so um, I don't think that sponsor sponsorship deals are overrated. I actually think that they're a really, really great way for podcasters to support their hobby, uh, maybe even make their hobby into a business or, you know, supplement their business if they're doing a podcast in conjunction with their own side hustle or business. Wow. No, thank you very much for sharing that. Um, you know, many people are starting to, you know, say that maybe they're a bit overrated in terms of like, the way we put so much effort and time to trying to find sponsors and things like that. So having that perspective from you really, you know, opens up my view in terms of sponsorships, you know, and looking at their value. So perhaps, you know, finding out, you know, after that, you've talked about what, you know, the value of sponsorship deals are for the business, for the podcasting business. So what are some of the downsides perhaps which are related to, you know, sponsorship deals, which perhaps we might not really know about? First off, it can be really time consuming to get sponsorship deals in the first place. So um, that's always something to consider is that it's a little bit of a grind, especially if you're getting sponsors yourself, if you don't have a marketing agent or you're not going through a company. Um, so yeah, just making sure that you have the time to pitch yourself to other sponsors. That can be super time consuming. You're going to not hear back or hear no quite a bit, <laughs> but that's kind of a downside to it. Um, another downside that I can think of is that if you have too many sponsorships or if you're sponsorship ad reads sound disingenuous, it could turn listeners off a little bit. I, you know, I see a lot of bigger podcasts that have ads just constantly throughout their podcast episodes and they get so many bad reviews because people are like, what is with all these ads? So that can be a little bit of a downside to it. Or if you're just like, yeah, we're, we're sponsored by this company and like click or a link, you know, that can sound 
like a little bit of a sellout as opposed to being like, I really want to tell you about this product. So those are the only two downsides I can actually think of really with sponsorships. I can definitely relate, you know, to some extent in terms of listening to some podcasts and hearing ad after ad, you know, which ads which aren't even genuine enough. <laughs> I just want to know from you that how can we integrate perhaps um, these these sponsors in terms of the contents that we are sharing and make them as natural as possible so that the listeners aren't turned off by it? Yes, well, I think that kind of starts in the very, very beginning when you are vetting sponsors. If a sponsor comes to you or if you're researching sponsors to pitch your podcast to, make sure that it is a product always, a product or a service that you yourself do or would use. Um, so it's kind of like if you were to uh, pitch, um, let's say an app, like a game, and the game crashes constantly, like it's not even workable. Well, you're not really going to want to promote that on your podcast because what's going to happen is you're going to say, oh, this is the best game ever. And then all your listeners are going to go download that game and it won't even work on their phone and they'll be mad at you. <laughs> so um, I think that that's something to really think about is just making sure that it is, it is a product you genuinely like. Um, another thing, and this is very, very common for sponsors, always, always, always ask for a product sample. Um, so if it's a product you haven't used before and someone's coming to you, uh, make sure that they send you something. So I did, um, let's say a science kit for kids. I asked them, can you please send me a kit so that my kids can use it? And they did. And so I was able to actually talk about it and talk about how much fun it was to use. Or, um, for example, uh, BetterHelp sponsors me. So I was able to get free online counseling through that sponsorship. And so I was able to use it and make sure that it was something that I really believed in before telling my listeners about it. So I think that that is a really important step in making sure that you sound genuine is to be genuine. Mm, wow, wow, that's deep. I'm definitely going to write that down. Thank you. And I think it's something which many people do overlook, um, perhaps just wanting the money and all that. Um, so I, I really do like like the product sampling thing, you know, so that you can you know, share with your audience something that you would use yourself. Because these are all your listeners and you can't just share with them anything. I, I'm really curious to know, you know, what is the process which, you know, is followed when it comes to sponsorship deals before the deal is done and even during and, and after what what is that whole pro what does that whole process look like well first of all you have to find sponsors right and so there's a couple different ways you can do that um one of the ways that i recommend if you are going to be reaching out to sponsors yourself is to listen to podcasts and maybe listen to podcasts by indie podcasters i wouldn't necessarily go to, you know, um, the Pat Flynn show or Crime Junkie and listen to what who's sponsoring them. But listen to smaller indie podcasters and see what companies are sponsoring them. And then that way you know that that company is interested in podcasts. Um, that's before you were to cold email somebody and say, hey, I love your product or I love your service. Would you be interested in 
sponsoring my podcast. Another thing you can do is you can go to podcorn.com. And this one's a little bit more tedious. I do like the site a lot. Um, sponsors will post what kind of podcast they're looking for to sponsor. And they'll post their, their campaign budget. They'll post that. And you can actually direct message the companies or the podcasts or whatever, whoever's looking to sponsor ad reads in your show. You can direct message them and you can send them a pitch. You can send them an audio message about why your show would be such a good fit. And then you can do the deal on there. And Podcorn only takes, I think it's 10% cut. So that's a pretty good fee for using their platform to find sponsors. Um, another thing you can do is AdvertiseCast. And AdvertiseCast, um, since they acquired Podgo, they actually accept podcasts with 200 downloads in the first 30 days or more. They used to only accept podcasts with 5,000 downloads in the first 30 days. So a lot smaller podcasts can now go on AdvertiseCast and AdvertiseCast will take a look at your podcast. They'll put you in groups and do um, deals. They kind of act as like an agent for you. And so they'll bring sponsors to you. And then another thing that you can do is you can get an actual uh individual agent, but those usually don't mess with podcasts unless they're like 15,000 or 20,000 downloads. So I think that if you do have a smaller podcast, the way to do it would be um, emailing companies that are sponsoring smaller podcasts and pitching them yourself or going through Podcorn or going through AdvertiseCast. Those are the easiest ways to find the sponsors in the first place. Wow, I didn't even know about those sites. So thank you very much for sharing that plug with me. Um, so after you've reached out to the sponsor and, you know, they perhaps accept and things like that, what then happens? Um, yeah, what is the process which is then fo followed in terms of the agreement and things like that, you know, contracts? What does all of that look like? Yeah, so um, when you're first pitching yourself to the sponsor or you're reaching out to them, you tell them what price you're going to be doing. So you don't really have to do like negotiations or anything like that. Um, I've never negotiated. I don't know if other podcasts have experienced that, but usually sponsors are just like, yeah, okay, sounds good. Um, but you usually state your price and you state whether the ad read will be baked in or dynamic. And the difference between those is baked in is when you're in the midst of recording your episode and you talk about the product in the ad and it stays in there forever. As long as that episode is out, that ad read will stay in there forever. And dynamic ads are when you record it and you insert it into the episode or even your entire episode library over a period of time. And so... You, you work at, what am I trying to say here? <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I hear you. So yeah, you, you kind of negotiate whether, what kind of ad you're doing and the price that you're charging beforehand. And then you will sign an agreement with the company. And honestly, the agreements are just very simple. It's just, you'll have the episode in your ad for this long, the company's going to pay this much and, um, you'll report 
ad reads however often. And it kind of depends on what you're going through. So some, some advertisers, you can just get back to them in like 30 days and be like, hey, look how this episode's doing and just do like a screenshot of your episode that they sponsored. And that's really easy, right? It just seems too easy. Yeah. 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 But there's other companies that will want you to put a trackable kind of thing or they'll send you like a link where you can do some sort of like advertisement tracking, um, which is a little bit more complicated, but not too much. It's pretty easy. What would you do in terms of like dynamic or baked in ad reads? Which ones would you say are the best kinds? I do think that dynamic ad reads are probably the best and they're actually getting to be the most popular for advertisers. Um, and it's kind of the best because you can get the best price for those. So, you know, you can put a dynamic ad insertion for a pre-roll, which means before the episode starts, you know, when you start a podcast episode, it's like this episode is brought to you by da da da. Um, so you can do something like that. And it's kind of nice because that means that you can use your total downloads for your entire podcast library. So let's say one episode gets maybe like 150 downloads in the first 30 days, but your podcast is growing. And so people are listening to other content. And so let's say that your entire episode catalog is getting like 2000 downloads per month, right? So that way you can sell per 2,000 downloads in 30 days as opposed to just that 150 downloads in 30 days. So that's kind of the benefit of dynamic. And then you can also take the ad out and then find another sponsor and put it in for all those. Um, I personally do baked in just because I like having um, more of a personal touch on my ads. So you know, I'll be in the middle of my episode intro and I'll just kind of like have those. I'll be talking about my sponsors in my episode intro and then be getting into it. So it's it's just a little bit more worked into it and a little bit more organic sounding. No, I definitely hear that. And, you know, I understand why you'd want to do baked in. I think that's I think perhaps that might be the best way also to convince your listeners because they trust you and hearing you, you know, talk about it in a natural sounding way mm -hmm. is something which, you know, might definitely, you know, convert your listeners into perhaps the customers of the sponsor themselves. And, you know, I just wanted to, to find out, you, you have been talking about 30 days, 30 days in terms of downloads and things like that. Is that, you know, how they measure um, how worthy you are of being sponsored, you know, number of downloads, you know, per number of 30 days or, or how do they measure that? They, they usually do 30 days is what sponsors are typically interested in. And they're interested in like your 30 day average, you know, not exactly like maybe you had an episode that, you know, did a little better and it got like 5,000 downloads in 30 days. And then you had another episode that did like a little bit not as great and it got 3,000. Okay. So, um, they are interested in 30 days, but you just kind of can give them like the 30 day average. But the other benefit with the baked in ads, like you were talking about is that you can use it as a bit of a bargaining chip to say, Hey, yeah, my episodes get this much in the first 30 days after publishing the episode. Right. But check out the rest of my library and people are still listening to things down the road. 
So if your ad is in there, even a year from now, it's going to have this many more downloads and it's going to be in there as my podcast grows. So you can use that as a little bit of a bargaining chip. I know that sponsors are really interested in like the 30 days, but you can just kind of throw that in there and that helps too. That is definitely quite smart. I should get you to negotiate my deals for me. <laughs> so I just wanted to find out, um, you know, what determines the price that a sponsor might pay you when it comes to the sponsorship deals? You know, um, how how do they look at that? Uh, and, you know, yeah. <laughs> so the way that it usually works is that you pay CPM, which means like per thousand downloads. So if your podcast gets 2,000 downloads, the usual price that I hear for sponsors is $25 per 1,000 downloads. So if your podcast gets 2,000 downloads, you're going to get $50 for that episode, right? You can also um, negotiate a little bit of a higher deal. Let's say that if you have um, a email newsletter and you have so many people that subscribe to your email newsletter and you have uh, social media and you have a more, let's say that you have a bigger social media following than you do podcast listeners, you can throw that into the deal and say, hey, I will also do a social media post, I'll do a story, I'll do a live feed, whatever. I will include this sponsorship in my newsletter that goes to this many more people and then you can negotiate a little bit of a higher price for that kind of thing. Um, another way that pricing works is that sponsors will typically want discounts if they are sponsoring multiple shows. And that's also kind of a little bargaining chip to get like multiple sponsorship deals. So let's say that you charge um, $30 per thousand downloads for your podcast and you throw in, hey, if you sponsor three episodes or more, I'll knock it down to $25 per episode or per thousand downloads. And so that's a really good way to get uh, sponsorship deals. If a sponsor buys you out for like, say an entire year, it's usually like pretty heavily discounted. <laughs> but um, that's definitely a way to make sure that you have consistent income for every single episode. And you know, thank you for sharing that. And I just wanted to find out from you that, um, actually, now I lost my, my train of thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, wait. Okay. I forgot to mention something, so I'll let you think about that, and I'm going to say this. Yeah, you can edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The price that advertisers will typically pay is $25 per 1,000 downloads, but I have seen podcasts that charge 30 35 or even $45 per thousand downloads. And it just kind of depends on what kind of value that you bring. You know, let's say that you are the expert on something and you do have a really avid audience that likes something, even though they're small, they're mighty and they buy whatever you say, you know, you can use that to your advantage and charge a little bit of a higher price. I think that's what I wanted to ask. Like if, what if you don't have like a huge number of downloads and things like that, but you have, you know, a, a niche audience of super fans perhaps, or people who are able to like, you know, who buy a lot and things like that. So what do do, does that change, you know, the, the price? Can you work on that? Yes. And, you know, I kind of think that um, sponsorships are a little bit of a case by case basis. If you have a really niche audience and they 
are just super fans of you and they will just listen to whatever you say and they're just going to buy whatever you tell them to buy. There's also another way to monetize um, and it's by affiliate deals. Have you ever heard of affiliate deals? Yeah. Um, so basically you do cost per acquisition and that actually works out a lot better. I know podcasts that are way smaller than mine and they make way more money than I do because they do the affiliate marketing where they get a cut of the proceeds whenever somebody buys. And honestly, sometimes that can work out to be a lot more. You know, you can have um, a service where let's say that you promote um, a web hosting thing or a podcast hosting and you get $20 every time somebody signs up on a paid plan, right? Well, if you have, let's say 50 followers or 50 podcast listeners that are just going to buy whatever you say and they go, Hey, that is a really good hosting site. And let's say that, you know, five of them sign up. Well, that's a hundred bucks right there for you, you know, and that's only about five people. So sometimes the affiliate marketing is a lot better option if you do have a smaller um, audience. And I think that it's something that you can play with. You can, there's no reason why you can't have an affiliate ad read in your podcast along with a sponsorship and kind of play with it. See which one adds up to more money for you in the long run. Wow. I didn't even think of that. I just want to know, like, do you have to also approach the company for that? Uh, to have an affiliate, you know, deal and things like that. You can have an affiliate deal with um, Amazon. You can sign up for an Amazon affiliate program. And let's say that you buy a new desk chair and you're like, this desk chair is the best desk chair. I have a link in it, you know, uh, so use this link if you decide to buy it and they'll click it and you get money when they buy that desk chair, right? Or there's also, um, there's some affiliate programs and websites online. I can't remember off the top of my head what they are, but there are some affiliate websites where you can scroll through and you can find different companies, whether it be book companies, um, services, anything like that, that have affiliate programs. And it's usually really easy to just sign up using your name and email, and then you get a code specific for you. And then you just get a cut of the profit whenever somebody buys something from those companies. All the instances whereby, you know, I can just go and approach a company and ask them to be an affiliate for them. You know, maybe it's not something that they usually do, um, but I ask them to do it for me. Does that work? Is it possible? Usually, if you, let's say that you have a company in mind. Um, for some reason, I'm thinking of books right now. So Wonderbly Books, they have um, books where you can put your kids' name in them and then they'll create like a picture book based off of it. Um, my kids have several. <laughs> so if you go to their website and you kind of scroll down to the bottom where they have like company information, usually on these company websites, if you scroll down and you just kind of like look, they will have a link that says, hey, become an affiliate or join our referral program. So something like that you can just click that link on their website and then sign up. And a, a ton of companies do this. I just want to know that um, does sponsorship, like when a company sponsors me, uh, my podcast, is it, can it be in anything other than money, like come in any other form other than money? And if so, what other forms of sponsorship can 
I be given perhaps you know for my show, which is not a big show. Um, you know, it's kind of I'm trying to think. I think that sponsorships typically come in money. I think that they can also come in the form of product. So I know that there are companies that if you reach out to them and you're like, hey. I really like this and I want to do a giveaway for my listeners. Would you sponsor this giveaway? Then they'll send you that because what it is, is it's promotion for them. You know, you're, you're talking about their product. You're doing a giveaway about it. That means you're doing social posts and whatever. And so a lot of times these companies will send you free product so that you can do a giveaway and maybe a little extra for yourself as a sample. <laughs> <laughs> Should you consult a lawyer uh, or, or someone, you know, to look at the deal so that you aren't cheated or anything like that, or you can just do it by yourself? Because you said it is simple, so perhaps, you know, it's possible. I think that, yeah, I think that the thing is, is that the deals are so simple that you wouldn't need to get a lawyer involved. So typically, let's see, I actually have a deal right here and this is it it's very small so you can see it's less than a full page right it's not it's that very tiny yeah. and it's basically just them saying like we will pay you this much for this episode that is to be published on this date and you will send us in 30 days the total amount of downloads and what I do, if I create my own business deal, because you can do that. I did mine on Google Docs, okay? I just used um, I just used some sort of like Google Sheets template and I created an invoice in essence and then I just put like the little deal on there and then they can sign it. So it's really easy. And I learned the hard way that you want to get payment up front or payment at time of publish um, because I did it where, you know, it was like after 30 days, you know, payments due and it turned into me chasing down the sponsor. I did get paid for it, but it turned into me chasing them down. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think that it's best to just get paid up front for the sponsorship and then you can publish the episode. That's usually the best way to do it. What do you do when it comes to measuring um, the success of the, the sponsorship deal? Um, like, how do you measure the success of the ad itself? Is it by the amount of downloads you get or number of people who actually go buy the product and things like that? And how is that measured, perhaps? There's a couple different ways. So it is measured by not only the downloads that you will screenshot or they use using a tracking link. It's not only measured by that, but it's also measured. Um, these sponsors always, I've, I, I'm trying to think, I think I've always gotten a special um, URL that listeners can go to or a special code that they use at checkout for a discount. And that kind of incentivizes people too, when your podcast can offer a code to your listeners for that product. So I think that the advertisers actually measure it in both those ways. So they look at the total amount of downloads, they look at how many people actually click that link, how many people went to the web page or used your code at checkout to get a discount. So those are the two ways that they really 
kind of measure the success of the ad read? I mean, you've been delivering such great value so far. Thank you very much for all of that. And perhaps I just want to know, you know, how long does, you know, the sponsorship deal usually last? Um, is it, does it work for like, does, is it on an per episode basis uh, whereby it's like, I'll sponsor this particular episode or perhaps 10 episodes and things like that. And perhaps in terms of the duration, one year, one month and things like that. Yeah, can you just please explain that to me? Yeah, it does seem really complicated, doesn't it? So um, there's a couple different ways that this works. So with baked in ads, so the ads that just stay in the episode forever, um, those are worked out on episode by episode basis. And so the sponsor will say that I'm going to sponsor this episode for this set amount and if the episode goes bananas and does a lot better, then that's great. And honestly, the sponsor will probably come back for another sponsorship if that's the case, which is always great. Um, or they'll just sponsor like, you know, a set amount of episodes, whether that be three episodes or uh, let's say they do 52 episodes if they buy you out for a year. And so that's how that one is. That's how that works as far as like the the amount of time that's spent on those sponsorships or something like that. And then dynamic ad insertions, those are usually done by length of time. So the dynamic ad insertions are the ones that you will um, upload later. It's usually a podcast. So I know that um, Buzzsprout has dynamic ad insertion. You can do like a pre-roll. So you just like upload it and you say, hey, apply to all these episodes. And so what you can do with that is just say my entire catalog like gets my entire podcast gets this many downloads in the month and they'll say great we will pay you for one month or two months or three months you know however long for the dynamic ad insertion and then take it out out after that all right thank you very much jordan for sharing everything that you've shared i mean i'm mind blown right now because of you know, all the value that you've shared with us. I am so less clueless about this. I know more thanks to you. So what is your call to action? Where can we reach you? Um, you know, yeah. Can you just please tell us a little bit more about yourself and maybe your podcast and things like that? Yes, absolutely. So you can find me on Twitter at Jordan Pods. And I also have my podcast of bedtime stories. So you can find that at dreamfulstories.com. And uh, you can find my socials on the website too. But yeah, at Jordan Pods is just my Twitter handle. It's easy. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so I guess that's it. Thank you very much for everything that you've shared with us. I mean, this has been a wonderful I had chat. so much fun. Wonderful conversation. Me too. Um, Besides all of the technical difficulties, I really enjoyed this. So, I mean, you are a podcaster yourself. So um, I'd like you to just close off the show and, you know, just, yeah, take us home. Take it away. Yes, as we say in Buzzsprout, thanks for listening and keep podcasting. <laughs> Guess what? I just launched my Patreon. So if you are interested in being a Patreon or if you just like to know what I'm offering on my Patreon, then please do make sure that you use the link down below to view the video in which I talk about the Patreon. It only starts at 
I don't know, three dollars or five? Yeah. So please, I really appreciate your support. Also, join our Facebook group, which is very, very awesome. I'm by myself for now, but I really like you to join me so that we can start exchanging ideas on how we can build our podcast business. I mean, we are in this together. So yeah, make sure that you also give me feedback on whether or not you are enjoying this podcast, either on my Twitter at Lindom Sane on Twitter or on Instagram at Clueless Entrepreneur. So see you next time. And remember, entrepreneurs, it's okay to be clueless. So long as you're watching or listening to this podcast, you won't be clueless for long. I really messed up that last night. Whatever.